Hey, super entrepreneurs. I hope you're having an amazing day. Today we have a wonderful interview uh, with a person who was on Shark Tank Season 13, Episode 1. I believe it was the first pitch to air on the, the episode. I'm getting the, getting the nod. Uh, and <laughs> I'm so happy that she decided to reach out. Uh, we have someone from Kin Apparel. Everyone, I need some super claps wherever you are right now, sitting on the bus, watching on the toilet. Just start clapping as, as loud as you can and give some super claps for Super Philomena Kane. Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, I love the, love the jazz singers or jazz hands. I don't. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, kinfolk and everyone else. <laughs> It is such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I I loved your pitch. I loved the energy um, and and all that. But uh, before we we get into the actual Shark Tank, you know, talk about the your Shark Tank experience. Let's let's start. How did your how did you get involved with wanting? Did you want to get on Shark Tank? Did they reach out to you, or what was you know what was your background to to Shark Tank? Yeah. So in 2020. Um, when I really went full-time at Kin Apparel, my mom used to always say, ever consider Shark Tank? And I would always say no. Like, I never really thought about it. Um, But I would always watch Shark Tank to learn business jargon. Um, So I didn't study business in school. I studied biology. So Shark Tank was one of those shows where I always used to write down everything they were saying and Google it after so I could just, like, pick up on some business terms. But in watching the entrepreneurs on TV, I never made the connection that, like, these are entrepreneurs just like myself. Like, sometimes when you watch things like that, you think it's so distant, but it never really really click like wait a minute like I could do this too um so whenever my mom would be like ever consider shark tank I just be like no mom it's whatever no I don't consider it but in 2021 which March 2021 a shark tank casting producer actually reached out reached out to Ken Apparel yeah and that's really how it all started like it was not on my radar at all but when they reached out my mom was the first person I called. And I was like, mom, Shark Tank reached out. And she was like, you see, I told you. And I was like, yeah, you did. So that's really how it all began. No, I I love that. That, you know, it, it does go to show that, um, you know, it's not always as un- unobtainable as, as people make it out to be. Look, obviously there's something like 40,000 people a year, uh, you know, apply to be a part of the show and, and a certain amount. And I've actually quite a few of the people that I've gotten an interview were actually reached out to buy shark tank and not the other way around. And, um, I don't, I mean, I, it, it's, it's, um, it's, I think it's, it's really like uh, kind of like getting a lottery ticket really. I mean, even more so because like, it's like getting, it's like winning the lottery, but I didn't buy the ticket. I, the, the ticket found me. I was wondering and like, it smacked me in the face. I was like, whoa, where did this go? Oh my goodness. This is a winning ticket. Where did like, this is insane. Right. Versus 
I went and I played the lottery, I, you know, and, 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 and I, got, I was able to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and I think that speaks volumes for the, the level of work. Not that other entrepreneurs aren't doing amazing work, but I think it speaks volumes of, of the work that you're producing, right? And volumes um, to, to even the businesses that, that have to, you know, go through the process as well, because not everybody's on everybody's radar. That's true on the call. So when they reached out, um, we had a call the following week. And I asked her, did you find us? And she was like, I saw y'all on Instagram. And I was like, yes, it's working. (laughs) You need some dings for that. Because we never know, right? We don't know who's watching, who's paying attention. And it's it's one of those things where it's like you can have a small following – um, but so it picks up, you know, somebody happened to be looking for a specific niche and you happen to fill that niche and bam, all of a sudden it's like you go from being a relatively nobody in a, in a, in that, maybe that particular space of say Instagram world to all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like you just got elevated, you know, like that, uh, because of what you, the, the work that you put in to make that happen. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's crazy because I can't even say it's a dream come true because I never even dreamed this. Like, I never even dreamt this. Like, if anything, it's like one of the biggest achievements of my life (laughs) to to be elevated like this. Because Shark Tank, like, literally prior to Shark Tank, we were making like, what, $1,000 a day, $2,000 a day. And now it's crazy. (laughs) it's like 150 orders a day so that's like yeah that's like in the 15,000 um and that's just that's just because of Shark Tank that's not even because of the investors um because I haven't had a chance to work with them yet because everything happens so fast like being on the season premiere is amazing but it also means everything needs to happen quick so you don't even have time to prepare. Um, so yeah, all of that momentum was momentum was from Shark Tank and all the articles that have been written about us. It's just it's just amazing. Yeah, no, I I mean that's one of the the tricky parts too. Is, is you're all, you you made it on the show, but there's still no guarantee that you're going to make it through to, to exactly. actually air. Exactly. Um, and tell me about uh, well, well, we'll get to I guess the ramp up after that, but. Um, so getting to go out to, to Shark Tank, was the experience as, as uh, I guess, amazing or exhausting as, as you had built up in your mind? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I, I mean, so the call came in March. Um, and during the call, you know, they do all, they ask you all these questions and you're like, okay. And then just because you get the call doesn't mean you're on the show. Like you still have to fill out a huge application. <laughs> application is crazy <laughs> it's like 60 pages um then after that you you submit a video as well you wait um you get another call you move on to the next round you wait again you get another call so it's a it's a lot it's a lot to get to to fly out to LA and pitch like you have to do a lot so on um, that day that I was and it was like late July um 
um, flown out to LA and I'm standing there and I'm like, wow, like I'm really here. Like I see this on TV and like you see like, on TV, you don't see all those like 50 cameras looking at you and, and the bright lights. I was sweating. They had to put something over here. I don't know what it is, but I need to get it because it's so cool. Like they put it over here and then it like takes all the sweat. You don't see any sweat. <laughs> it was fantastic. But yeah, it was, it was surreal. It was surreal being in front of the Sharks. Like a like an armpit diaper or something, I guess. Yeah, you know, so, on Amazon, I'm gonna need one of those. Well, yeah, because they. I mean, I mean, I've been in sound stages before. I mean, so there's like not air conditioning, and it, you know, because they don't want the air rushing over the mics. Um, and they're you know, so it's it's tough, and you start to sweat. I mean, you see people sweat on Shark Tank all the time, but you know, it's like, oh, is it is it because they're nervous or because it's you know it's california and it, it might be you know pretty warm and there is an air conditioning blowing on them consistently you know that kind of thing um it's so it, there's there's a lot of like tricks and things and, and i think that's a a fair point about the uh the cameras i know uh when i went to film my tv show the top of super joe pardo my the person that i filmed with uh, there to help them with their small business. She was nervous that we were going to show up with like these big, you know, ca- you know, bazooka cameras, and oh. we showed up with like little DSLRs. And she was like, "Oh, that's so less, you know, um, intimidating than I was expecting." I was always like, "Oh, I thought you were going to come in with like this big camera into my house and all stuff." I was like, "Nah, we, you know, we don't, we don't do that. That's that's yeah. not good. That's not good for anybody, in my opinion." But you know, you need um, they have their setups and and. Uh, so that's so that's awesome. So so you got to go now. How did you decide how you were going to craft your pitch? Yeah. Um, so it was like hours and hours of watching Shark Tank. Um, my head of operations, she's a really good writer. So we like I, I I often say that she does the communicating, I do the marketing and the sales. So it's like she's really good at writing. So. I watched a couple of videos of Shark Tank. She watched a couple of episodes. So I basically told her to draft something. Um, so she made the first draft and I, I edited it a little bit, made it sound more like myself. She also edited a little bit. Um, so it went through a, a couple rounds before we got to like, okay, this is what we want. We want to present. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a daunting task that I think between that and, figuring out what percentage, you know, what offer you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, did you have trouble with that, with that part, figuring out what you wanted your offer to be? So because it's such a small company, to be honest, that number just came out of nowhere. <laughs> so um, because I know that like when your company is like fairly new, the evaluation is really not that important. Like it can change any day. So I knew going into it that I wanted to just like say a number that wasn't like cutting myself short, but also wasn't crazy. Um, so I was like, you know what? 200,000 to 10%. Because when you go into the tank, like, you know, the the sharks are gonna want to negotiate with you so i knew leaving i was not gonna get that 10 percent that i was asking for i knew it was gonna be way more than that but i just wanted to like have a benchmark to start with so what i did was i was like you know what we're gonna make a million this year and and my projections was a million this year without shark tank so um, i was like you know what we're gonna make a million this year so let me double it 
<laughs> and say that we're worth two million. So that's that's that was my thinking. I no 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 like actual analysis went into it because we're such a fairly small company. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it, it's always a difficult, daunting task for for small business owners to figure out like what is it really worth and and how. Because um, the other thing is, and I don't know that you know a lot of people realize this is like whatever money you ask for, that's the money that you have to leave it at least with. Yeah, and and that's a, that can turn into a quick problem. They're like, well, your company's really only worth maybe like six hundred thousand dollars. I'll give you two hundred thousand and take sixty six percent, and now you work for me. Congratulations. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, so I, so, okay. Uh, when you got done your pitch and, and got out, how, what, tell me, tell me, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, what, what was the first things you went and did? One thing about me, I'm gonna cry. (laughs) My mom was like, yo, we're going to need to bring like a bucket to Philo's wedding so she can cry. Oh my God. I'm, I'm a really emotional person, but I'm really emotional because of like, Everything that's just like aligned in my life, I, I I always I credit everything to my praying mother. So my mom is a pastor and she prays all the time. And and if you think about it, like she really manifested like Shark Tank. It was something that she said I should do, and I and I was like I brushed it off. And like to see where where we've come from to now, like there were times like growing up where I was in like the ambulance with my mom, like three times a day because like my mom was so sick right and to like go from that to being like um her child that's going to like make a better future for the family is everything was going through my head at once so that's why I was like so emotional um but yeah when I got out the tank I did my little dance um and they asked me a lot of questions so after that I got out to the trailer and my mom was the first person I called and my mom fasted that day like she fasted the night before and that day so she was like yeah i'm fasting so when you give me the good news i'll eat and i was like okay so i called her and i was like mom you can eat now (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was so happy and emotional we both like cried on the phone and then when when we got off the phone she told me that like she like put herself on the floor and started rolling on the floor (laughs) out of excitement you know, it's like a uh, it's like a New Year's Eve kind of thing, right? Like you're you're waiting for that moment, and then that moment arrives, and you start banging the pots and pans out, you know, out the the, the front door and stuff, and making all the noise and and going going crazy. Uh, it's no that 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 is that is awesome. Now going to the crying part. So I mean, I don't know if you have you read many of the comments that have been on your reaction video here on the channel. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, crying in business doesn't mix, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, okay, you can have your own opinions. I didn't grow up studying business. Like, I grew up being, I grew up working hard, of like literally coming from nothing, working hard my whole life. And to be on Shark Tank, and, and not only be on Shark Tank, but to leave with two sharks, I was like, yo, like, I was so emotional there. And and 
I don't know if like a lot of people don't know this, but it's very like intimidating when you're by yourself pitching in, like in front of the sharks. Like a lot of things are rushing through your head, like your heart is racing. Like I I, I often tell myself, like, if I was to do it again, I probably would have brought someone right next to me to like ease the tension a little bit. But at the end of the day, I'm glad, like, you know, I I, I sucked it up and I did it myself. Like so um in terms of the people I I don't really care about that noise, to be honest. Like, my my favorite quote growing up, it's like, don't go through life trying to prove people wrong. Go through life trying to prove the people that believe in you right. So I've always had, like, a positive outlook on on life all the time. Like, at the end of the day, maybe the outcome will be the same, but at least you went through that process with a positive and optimistic view on everything. Um, And also, I've done really well for myself <laughs> yeah heck yeah heck yeah you absolutely anything they absolutely want to have well for myself mm-hmm. you know i that's i i mean i don't know if you've read some of my replies to them but you know it's it's and i said this in relation to to youtube right because oh quote unquote youtube's easy but no anything is easy when you sit when you're sitting on the sidelines right and you're not doing the things the people that are doing the things they're not sitting around criticizing people. They're trying to hold other people up, you know, and, and, you know, give them the encouragement, give them the space to go and be successful on in their own right. Right. And I'll tell you, Phil, the thing that, that really, and I don't remember if I specifically said this in the video or not, but the thing that got me about, you know, when you were crying was that you specifically mentioned that, you know, there was people that didn't, appreciate you and what you wanted to accomplish and believe in what you wanted to accomplish. And I, it resonates with me because I, I've, I have the scars, the same scars. I, I left my family's business to much like chagrin or whatever word you want to use of a lot of people that were like, you're supposed to take this thing over and like, you're out of here. Like why, like, what are we all supposed to do now? And, you know, and I'm the bad guy because how dare I want to go and like do my own thing or, or, you know, forge a path in a different, totally different direction uh, with the skills that I've, I've come up with. So, you know, to, to hear that, and I've had those conversations where like people have told me, like, look, stuck me in the eye, like you need to quit. You need to go back to work with your family. And like, that's it. That's, that's, that's all there is to it. And it, it discounts you. It discounts what you've accomplished. It discounts what you're capable of co- accomplishing and everything else. Right. So, you know, to, to, um, and I, I'm done with trying not to get choked up here myself thinking about it, but you know, people that haven't had that experience, they don't, they don't know mm-hmm. what they're like. They really like, I don't want to say they don't know what they're talking about, but when it comes to that, like you haven't had that experience. It's a, it's a, mentally challenging experience to go through and then succeed through very no like i really hear you because i really and the thing is i went in there and i really did not want to cry (laughs) whenever i talk about my family or my upbringing it just makes me really really emotional because i went through a lot like i had a whole intervention my family was like we heard you're not going to Columbia. So after Princeton, I got into the Columbia Millman School of Public Health. Um, you know, I studied biology. My my degree was in 
biology and um, a certificate in global health. My goal was to become an epidemiologist. So I got into Columbia School of Public Health to pursue that. But I ended up like not going and I had a whole intervention where my family were like, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, nah, I really think I'm going to do this. Like, I really think I could do this. Um, Just believe in me, like, (laughs) you know, and it took a lot um, for them, for them to, I mean, actually, they didn't even believe me. They were just like, whatever. (laughs) Like, you already told them you're not going, so whatever. Do your thing. But then they started seeing that, you know, the satin line hoodies, the concept, the brand was becoming a thing. And my mom was like, wow, like, you're you're really doing this. Like, And she, I could tell she's proud of me. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I don't blame my family. Like, if anything, um, we're, we're from Ghana. They've seen a lot of hardship. They worked hard to come here. So it's like they don't want their, their children to go through that as well. So it's like if they if they see, you know, if they see one lane that, that works, you know, like engineering, biology, <laughs> um, being a lawyer and all that stuff. If they, they understand a doctor that it works, they like pursue this because we know it's guaranteed um, because you, you don't really see a lot of people like becoming an, an entrepreneur uh, like where I'm from. So I, I understand, but I'm so glad that I was the one to like break that whole mindset. So they're like, you know what? There's other things that, that can be done um, in this world. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, that's one thing that, uh, I guess it, 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 it also, I, I don't want to say it discounts, but thinking back about like, you know, cause my, my family came from Italy like six, seven generations ago and it, it kind of like thinking in lines of like, you can't, what you can and can't do because of what's, you know, right or wrong. Um, it, it it's kind of discounting the fact that like, I mean, let's face it, biology isn't exactly being a lawyer right it's important but there's a different stigma that comes with with being a lawyer lawyer or doctor or things of that nature versus biologists it's very important just not the same you know there's probably a lot less chance of making that you know i would i assume six figure you know salary and things of that nature that you know is kind of um associated with the idea of like we took a risk right we moved we moved yeah. we migrated from ghana we migrated from italy to get to the you know the america the the new world however you want to call it and and have opportunity and and it doesn't have to be limited to what the you know the consensus is of you go you be doctor you go you be lawyer you go you be something that's high in demand and going to make a, you know a ton of money i think it also goes into them not really understanding that there's other jobs out there um i feel no no seriously because i feel like the whole you know youtube thing and being a tiktoker or a content creator or influencer um those are all like fairly new um, especially to their generation. So it's like, it takes some getting used to. Um, and, and it's not until they actually see someone succeed in it, someone that is family, that they're like, you know what? Okay, there are other opportunities these days. Mm. 
No, that that is that is true. When I started podcasting in 2014, everyone was like, "What? What is that? I don't, I don't, never heard it, never even heard that word before." Uh, it sounds like you made it up, and it's like, well, it's existed for almost a decade, like a decade now. So there's that. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, I have a couple. I have let's see one question here from. Uh, so Chichi asks, uh, I would really like to understand the strategy she intends to employ to beat off the knockoffs uh, who can fairly easy copy the idea as well as her experience working uh, with these two investors to grow her brand. Yeah, so the thing with um, this product is that, you know, it doesn't really qualify for utility packet. Um, a utility patent is like the strongest patent you can get. You either get that or a design patent. Um, I decided not to go that route because we have multiple different designs and it's very easy to copy like a, a satin line hoodie. You can like change the satin or change the material it's in. And then your patent doesn't really matter. Your design patent doesn't really matter anymore. So when, when you can't get a patent on a product, you want to make sure like your brand is solid enough. So it speaks for itself. And that's really what I've spent time doing, just building up this brand. So it's, it's not just like a satin line hoodie brand. Like when you think in apparel, I want you to think of like functional apparel, inclusive apparel um, for, for hair protection. There, there are already knockoffs. Like even when I was starting, I saw some mm. knockoffs coming about. But what the thing with knockoffs, it's like it's like a one and done with them. It's like a, a fad to them. Um, and, and no, and the knockoffs just say, "Oh, satin line hoodie." But with me, when and I get into my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel is all about healthy hair care. With me, I have a story. I have a reason why I created this brand, and everything I create in this brand is because I want people to practice healthy hair care so you will see that the knockoffs will make satin line hoodies but the hood is not even big enough to fit your hair um and, and one thing about like traditional hoodies like they never fit my hair one thing about black people our hair grows up it grows like this and it grows big so if you're gonna make a, a satin line hoodie at least make it big enough to fit my hair is pulled back right now but you could tell that there's a lot of space in here Right. So like I, I look at every single detail when it comes to this brand. So I want my customers, I want the kinfolk to trust the brand because I, and the, the thing with a product like this, it's not a product that you run out of like a shampoo that you can put on a subscription. It's it's a product that, you know, you can be one and done. But because we keep we keep um, releasing new new products, releasing new colors, new new accessories to protect your hair with satin, we get like 40% repeat customers whenever we drop something. Um, so so with me, I'm just like, I don't really care about the knockoffs. We have DMs all the time from the kinfolk. They're like, hey, I think this person is copying you. And I was like, it, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. And, um, we don't care. And then another thing is um, I haven't gotten a chance to work with my, my um, investors yet because everything happened so fast. But I know with their help, we're going to like become like a household name when it comes to satin, satin products. So, I, yeah, like I have no worries about the knockoffs. Like they're not doing it the way they're not passionate about this the way I am. 
Uh, yeah, and I think that speaks uh, volumes. You know, being um, being able to craft a brand, especially around a personality like yours, uh, you know, and a person like you are, it's 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 so much more powerful mm-hmm. than you know just being a big box retailer putting out uh, a hoodie. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And even if, you know, even if it, if it were like the oversizedness thing, I mean, I feel like that wouldn't be, I, I feel like that's not that easy for them to just go and get done. The satin mm-hmm. part, sure, that's not, you know, but the, but the like trying to explain to somebody who wouldn't understand when it comes to the, like, let's make, um, let's manufacture it this way. Uh, yeah. I feel like would not be the easiest thing to, to, to pull off. Exactly. Out of the game. Yeah going to take a lot of um iterations because it's it's and the thing is there's so many different types of satin you got to make sure you get the right satin <laughs> like mm-hmm. um and and i've taken months to, to study satin like i know all these different types of satin and what satin should be used on specific types of products so i mean a big box re- retailer can try to knock it off but it's not going to be the same quality as kin apparel yeah and it and it probably would speak to a different um a different market anyway mm-hmm. you know just because you make a bigger you know you accomplish the bigger hoodie size doesn't necessarily mean you're you're ma- you know you're mark you're marketing it right to that particular uh demographic that would care about their hair you know about their hair being able to fit in or mm-hmm. or anything like that they would just be like hey just buckshot like hey everybody wants a bigger hoodie right like or a bigger you know hood mm-hmm. for their hoodie why not right and and it's that's not um and i think that 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 speaks a lot to um understanding your avatar and and who the person that you are really trying to reach in uh is and, and that's i actually have a free guide for that <laughs> it's if you go to superjoeparty.com slash avatar uh but yeah i am uh i love that so i i have no um doubts that you have no problem with with those uh with those knockoffs because they're just it's just not it's not the same they don't have you and they can't replicate what you you know what you bring to the table yes and another thing is we've built such a solid brand that like the kinfolk go hard. The kinfolk, they're our customers, our followers, their supporters, they go hard for us. So if like, let's say like a big box retailer was to do this, oh yeah, it's gonna be all over Twitter, all over Instagram, like take it down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is not in apparel. Like they they go hard. So it's 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 also like building a very loyal following, a very loyal customer base who are always going to be looking out for your best interest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just having people DM you about uh, knockoffs that they're finding is, uh, is also because they have, they don't have to do that. Right. And most brands, come on, like, let's face it. Like most companies are not going to have people texting them or messaging them or emailing them about knockoffs to their products. You know, no one's, no one's emailing uh, Amazon. Uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if Amazon basics, yeah, I guess Amazon basics would be a good example of like, nobody's emailing Jeff Bezos about, Hey, they're knocking off the, the fact that matters. They're probably knocking off the person in the, <laughs> that, you know, they copied from that person, which is getting them in the hot, hot water, which is, which is good. They, they should be, uh, you know, reined in a bit there when it comes to knocking, Pro- successful products like mm-hmm. specialty products off uh, yeah. in their own store. Um, so 
there was one question that came, uh, another question that came up in the comments asking about if you thought about uh, bringing your your production stateside at all. My production stateside. Yeah, producing the hoodies uh, like here in the states rather than. Oh, sorry, I didn't understand that question. <laughs> oh no, no, it's okay. It's okay. um no i haven't thought about that yet mainly because like the materials that we use are are like very specific that i don't even think they're here like everything will have to be shipped to the u.s anyways like we use very like um i'm gonna have to send you a hoodie but um if you if you 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 i will come pick one up in south philly I will find park. I will find parking in South Philly and come pick one up. Some of the satins that we use have to be shipped over to the U.S. overseas, Um, and and the the pricing will just be like maybe double what we even pay right now to make the hoodie. Yeah, like so. Right now, I'm comfortable with it being overseas. But I don't know what that will what the future will bring, especially with the new investors and their resources. Mm, yeah, I mean, my my thoughts on that was, you know, the the cost alone just in the manufacturing side would be uh, at, uh, way more expensive uh, on that side of it alone. So uh, not that you couldn't necessarily do it. I mean, we saw um, in the same episode as yours was uh, Pat Pasco and mm-hmm. how they did that. The, he did the pivot to like, oh, we're going to make everything local and 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 like the troubles that he's having right with with having and he might not be having those troubles anymore if he's watching if you're watching this i'd love for you to patrick uh i'm pretty sure i was your name come you know i'd love to have you come on the show um but you know the the there's some very real obstacles uh with with doing it here in america it's not it's not as simple as just finding a bunch of people and, and having them them do it for you yeah and the standard of living and the cost of living is way more expensive here so the hoodies will cost more to make and then inevitably it will have to increase the prices um, to even make a good margin profit so right now it's it's really not in my mind to to bring it here but we do sell other products like satin line hoodies is is how we started but we do have satin line beanies and our patent pending pillowcase um things like that i can see being made here but not the hoodies <laughs> yeah it, i mean it definitely um i mean look hey, if any any products i'm i'm all for products coming here to you know be made in america like Nick, no to mistake anybody watching this make the no, no mistake about it i'm 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 pro people okay so they need jobs too we need and 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 they need fair wages as well uh for for where their living conditions are wherever they they is right whether it's vietnam or uh pakistan china like doesn't matter what country south america doesn't matter what where we're talking about but um you know, I, I think that there's also a fine line. And I also feel like it's a it's a potential growth opportunity as well. Right. So, um, talk, you know, going back to Patrick, like he has the the line that's made in America, but there's also a line that is not necessarily I'm pretty sure not made in America. Right. So that's a growth opportunity. Like, look, we have the $80 hoodie. Uh, here's the hoodie that's made in America. And it's one hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> it's like 
And that's not, unre- I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but it's not unreasonable, uh, you know, for, for being said to be able to be like, Hey, we were made in America and we are able to, to do it here and, and have a quality product and, and be able to make the profit so we can still continue to, to, you know, turn, turn it over. Yeah. And then there are people that look for stuff that are made in America and they're willing to pay that extra amount of money. But right now, like with my audience, that amount of people does not outweigh like the amount of people that want to pay the $80. <laughs> and that's understandable. I mean, look, I, you look at like, um, uh, I actually did an article on the entrepreneurs here on the channel about Kanye West's hoodie. That was $90 at the gap. And people are like, this is the gap we're talking about here. Why is this a ninety dollar hoodie? And I it, and there was nothing special. Apparently, there's nothing special about the hoodie. At least that's the way the article said it. I don't know if it was like organic cotton or something. And, and I love Kanye, but you know, it's <laughs> it's not satin line, and the hood looked so small. <laughs> it probably it probably was. I mean, they said it was a basic hoodie and. I, I haven't seen one for myself to know otherwise, but they had it in a bunch of colors, <laughs> which is also probably why uh, it was, not, you know, in part of the $90 is every color you add is, you know, more inventory, more sizes, it expands everything. And that means you're going to have more ending up at the clip. Well, in his case, in, in that case, I don't think they had any, they sold them out, but they might've, they might've just been pre-orders. I don't even know. So they didn't have to worry about that and could pocket all the, all the profits. Um, but you know, I I uh, so I yeah I I I I love the pitch. I love that the fact that you were able to accomplish what you you came to do, uh, and and I'm and I love the fact that your response to people who you know said crying is unprofessional. It this is your it version is. of professional. It is what it is. Ding 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 <laughs> ding. So, so you get back, so you get out of, out of the tank and you, I assume you, you eventually head back home. Did you, did you get to enjoy LA at all? Had you ever been to LA? No, that was my first time in LA. Um, so I ended up, so I made friends there. I wasn't, I, there were a lot of entrepreneurs there. So I made a friend and we went out to a boardwalk. Um, we got some churros, we got a burger, um, we talked a lot about business and what this means for um, for our businesses being on Shark Tank. But yeah, that was my first time in LA. I didn't get to like go all around, but I did go to a boardwalk and get some food. Oh, did, was it was it Santa Monica by chance? Because yes. I, I love Santa Monica. Yeah. Santa Monica is yeah. great. Santa Monica is great. I I could go there any any time. I I'm willing to go anytime. um so okay so you get back and and what what's the vibe feel like then like what were you you like race you feel did you feel like you were on the clock at that point like okay like now i gotta ramp up uh you know get more orders in here or what 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 was your what was going through your mind um so that wasn't going through my mind because even when like you film and make a deal your episode still might not air. <laughs> so they always make make sure to tell you that, like your episode will still not might not air. In addition, when you make a deal, it's more like a handshake agreement on the show. 
So because like that's like the first time the the sharks actually see you. And and here another thing, some people think like the sharks know about you before you get onto the stage, but like no, it's like the minute you're there, that's the first time they're ever meeting you and knowing about your business. Um, so it was a handshake agreement. Um, so that means like due diligence comes afterwards. There's a whole lot of back and forth. So when I got back, I was definitely not ready or like I was not I was not like in go mode to like produce more hoodies or like get some get some more um, funding to do that. All I knew was okay, now, now I play the waiting game. Um, so waiting for the due diligence, waiting to go through all that, waiting to hear from Shark Tank to see if we're on the episode. So it was definitely the waiting game. And, and remember, I said this was like end of July. So July, September, wait, July, August, September, October. Like that's not a long time at all. <laughs> no. um, yeah, and it was the beginning of October. Um, so, but you they you do find out about your episode airing a couple weeks before it airs. So that's the time you could use to like ramp up and stuff. I would say that prior to even being on Shark Tank, my goal for this year, on top of making a million dollars, my goal this year was to actually prepare for hoodie so so last year what i realized was i didn't have enough inventory if i had inventory i would have made way more money but i didn't have inventory so i made sure to prepare for hoodie season which i consider as september through march so Mm. that means buying a whole lot of hoodies early and shipping them by sea and when you ship things when you ship things by sea you you pay way less express shipping say like something is like a thousand dollars to ship express and get it within five days if you were to ship it by sea you're sacrificing time because it does say it does take 90 days well 30 days sorry i was gonna say 30 i said 90 that's uh yeah 90 i mean right now right now might be 45 to 90 days It's, it takes like 30 days, but it will be like $100. So it's like, okay, oh, wow. if we're going to ship thousands of hoodies, we're going to want to ship them by sea to actually make yeah. a profit. <laughs> so that was my goal. So when I came back from filming, I knew that I had already prepared for the season ahead. Um, so that was like no issue. Um, after getting on the show, we did sell through all that inventory. <laughs> Love it. So now, so now if you were to get on the site, we do have a few things left, but a lot of things are also on pre-order for people to, and people will be getting them before Christmas. That's what we said. Okay. A lot of people buy this as a gift because it's a great gift. Um, So people will be getting their pre-orders before Christmas, but there are some things on the site that are available, like our, our new Teddy Fleece hoodies. Ah, okay. Okay. That that well that that's awesome. Um, so I, hopefully every everybody's orders can be fulfilled. You know, given the the shipping crisis and all of that mess that's that's going on that we're tracking on the entrepreneurs, which you should totally be watching here on the Super Show Pardo channel. Uh, but but, but uh, oh, man, so okay, so it's been it's been uh, it's only been two weeks since you've been on the show. Um, and do you that feel not two weeks yet? Is it not been two weeks? No, oh, this I guess Friday, Friday would be yeah. This Friday would be two weeks. So, <laughs> have you have you uh, have you been recognized uh, in in Philly yet, or, or what? 
Oh, yes. The day the episode aired, we actually had um, ABC News came into the office. Like the, It was like the afternoon before it aired. They came into the office, did a whole a story about me and Ken Apparel. Um, so that, that aired around like 6 p.m. And then the show aired at 8 p.m. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah, the, the publicity has been crazy. Like, there's a lot of like articles in like the Philadelphia Business Journal. CNBC wrote a whole article about me that that went viral. Um, it's, it's been really, really beautiful to see the brand get into the eyes of so many people. Um, and and another thing is that like. After Shark Tank, we got a lot of messages saying, hey, like, I know you only market to black people, but this is not only for black people. Like, I'm white and I have curly hair and I love this product. I could use this product, too. And then I was like, well, if you think about, like, inclusion and all of that, like, black people have not been included in a lot of things for years. Like, we often buy things that we don't even see our shade in it, but we buy it because we know we need it. So, and also, I'm a black woman, and this is a product that really, really benefits, like, black hair because, um... When it comes to hair, like our hair is near and dear to our heart. It's it's not just hair for black black people. Um, so I, I knew like when we started this brand, yes, I was marketing towards the black community because <laughs> this is something that we need. But I always knew that anyone could protect their hair with a satin line hoodie. Um, it's just like I started with the black community because that's what I've known for most of my life. Um, so and and that's just to say that. This product is is so amazing because last year, um, a kinfolk by the name of Joanna left a review on the site and she was like, hey, I just finished my chemotherapy medication and to my surprise, I found Kin Apparel and I'm so happy because as my fragile hair grows back, I can protect it with this hoodie. So when I saw that review, I was like, oh my goodness, like this, this product, this brand is bigger than I me myself is bigger than what I ever thought it would be like we're over here helping people um that have been treated for cancer or going through chemo medication and all of that so after seeing that review one thing that we did was we actually donated hoodies to the children's hospital of philadelphia so oh, september yeah. so september is actually childhood of childhood cancer awareness month so we, we kicked off our donations um with a box of hoodies for the kids there at chop and we're going to do it this month and also next month as well so we're doing three months of donations and our goal is to like continue doing that because after hearing joanna's story i was like wow this this is huge like we could really help people going through this as well and we actually got some feedback from the staff there and they were like the hoodies have been very therapeutic for the kids oh i love my cousin actually works at chop uh, as one of the nurses uh, I, so I, I absolutely love that. And I think that the, uh, an important lesson there for entrepreneurs, like going back again to the avatar, right? Start with one particular person or one, you know, one, in theory, one person in mind that you're going to solve that problem for and other people will gravitate to that problem. You just, you know, by marketing to everybody, you market to nobody. If you just like, Hey, this, this protects your hair we might not be having this conversation right now, right? Because it wouldn't, it wouldn't resonate with one group or one person enough. 
to feel passionate about it enough to keep buying it and continue to enable the brand to grow so that other people could hear about it and not allow it to like get kind of drowned out with all the other messages that are out there for everybody um you know like the the coca-colas and the pepsis and the all those people that are just marketing to like everybody on a on a mass scale and um no i i and i and i resonate and reflect with what you're saying about not being represented because like i'll tell you like whenever i watch movies the older the movie the less i mean like you see it it's like wow everybody in this movie was white except for the one person who was like an extra that's off the side i mean i notice it Every single time, I was just like, I think it's just really interesting um, that you bring up that like, hey, you know, we we haven't been represented as a whole in many industries. And here is an, you know, these are the, are an opportunity to be represented. And yeah. uh, and then, you know, other people are going to benefit because of it. And the the whole chop thing and donation thing that that is awesome. I absolutely uh, love love to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> so, much. so no thank you thank you so much philomena for being here today and uh and i, I you know it's uh it's so great and i i, I didn't even realize that you were here in philly and because because of your your you know uh boogie down in the bronx uh opening from your pitch <laughs> oh yes so i'm from the boogie down bronx i had to say it i was like can i say i'm from the bronx or do i have to say philadelphia and they were like yeah say the boogie down bronx we like it because <laughs> <It was like, laughs> I, I grew up my whole life like in ghana for the first five years and then in the bronx i lived there till it was time to go to college so i'm like a bronze girl at heart um, so i really wanted to say that <laughs> No, I, 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 I love and can definitely appreciate that. Being the, the home of uh, hip-hop, is, is, that's so awesome. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to, to add before, uh, before we wrap up here? Yeah, so I want to say that thank you because when I watched the, the reaction video that you did, you pointed out something about the site you were like, you wish that it said satin line hoodies, like, bigger, um, oh, right when yeah. you got there. So that day, that same night that I watched your video, I went on the site, and I put satin line hoodies, huge! <laughs> I put satin line hoodies for hair protection, and when you go on the site, that's the first thing that you see, and then oh. it's also the second thing that you see. So <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for that. Oh, you are so welcome. You know, I I love doing the 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 website reviews and looking at the reviews as a whole and and all that. Um, even though the retention rate on YouTube and and I can speak YouTube to you, because uh, you you are you know have a huge following there, uh, is not great, right? There's a huge drop off once they find out who gets the deal. There is a a pretty good drop off, but I will say that that. Um, that line on the graph has started to push upwards as more people have gotten comfortable with the idea that, hey, just because they got the deal doesn't mean that we're done here. You know, there's there's uh, whether it's an update on where they're at or if it's just, you know, from the same night uh, as as your episode was. It's important um, to to look and see like what's going on. Like uh, a good example is that uprising food. Like mm-hmm. I I legit could not figure out what that was when I first did a pre the, did the preview video for it a couple oh, okay. uh, days before. I'm like, is this for grilled cheese or like what what are we? I I just didn't know. I I you know it said super cute, but I don't know what a 
I didn't, you know, I'm not a, I'm not in the keto world. So I, I didn't know, you know, I, maybe that's a word in the, in the keto word world, yeah. but you know, saying keto bread would open my eyes, you know, to it uh, a little bit more and, and maybe other people's, but, um, but yeah, it's just those things. And I love seeing faces, you know, it, it, putting, putting faces enables people to identify, like you were saying about uh, having, you know, one particular person feeling mm-hmm. so passionate about the product and because yeah. it's solving problems and, and uh, having those faces enables people to see themselves there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I, 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 you know, overall, I, I think you, you did a wonderful job and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here for me. And I definitely, I, we should get together and have some cheesesteaks together. Oh. Uh, what's, what's your, what's your cheesesteak uh, place to your go-to place? Really? I haven't eaten there since it was probably like 2004 or five since I, I was there. Uh, I usually go to gyms, which is like right across the, the corner. Oh, uh, you don't like gyms? There's something. So it's like every time people come to Philly, they go to gyms or Geno's. And we're just like, that's not the, that's not the Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> You got to go to Ishkabibble or you got to go to Max's in North Philly. That's where they really do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think I've heard of Max's in North Philly. Uh, that... like, every time I go there, the line is like outside. It's a black owned um, Philly cheesesteak spot in North Philly. Really? Ah, oh, I, well, I, I will have to go in uh, and check that one out. I'm going to write that in my book here. Um, yeah, I, well, we we could go to we could go to Ishkabibbles. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've eaten there. Um, not that it was bad. It just you know, just gyms. I could go for a gyms right now. <laughs> I've gone there at like two in the morning, you know, and had and sat down and had a cheesesteak before because yeah. it's a thing to do, you know. And and is it healthy? No, not even <laughs> not even remotely. But it it's good for the soul. It's good for the soul. Um. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so, yeah, so again, I appreciate you, Philomena, uh, for taking the time to come on and, and I'm glad, uh, that we've gotten to meet and, and I'm looking forward to, to, you know, met, uh, you know, getting together in, in Philly and, uh, go getting a, a cheesesteak and I want to get a hoodie and, uh, and all that. So thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm glad I got to get on your channel and, and speak to your audience as well. And I also want to say, like, if you have a passion, pursue it. Like, it's the best feeling ever. I It, it takes a while and it's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of, like, working smart. But, hey, like, continue because you just never know. You never know who's watching and you never know how big you're going to get. But, hey, if you have a dream pursue it <laughs> ding ding i 110 percent, 110 percent. it's it's uh yeah you can't let anybody else get in the in the way and you have to own your vision because no one else is going to see it right like when i left my family's business nobody understood what the podcast was they didn't understand i was going to write books and speak and, and work with business owners and entrepreneurs uh on growing their business and they were like this will never work this is not a thing i there's no way yeah. And here we are seven years later because yeah. it is working and, and it's been an amazing, incredible ride getting to meet awesome people like yourself. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And continue doing your videos. I, I actually started watching, um, you made one for this past Friday. I started watching that one too. So I was like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, I, uh, I, I do. I, so for anyone who doesn't know, I do them the same night that they air brand new. Um, and the reason I do that is because search traffic, you know, and people are searching, you know, when you look at the search graphs on, on Google trends, it's like, whoa, like it, there's a huge shark tank effect that's mm -hmm. happening. Um, shark tank is still getting around 4 million viewers, uh, live on the, mm -hmm. in the ratings, which is, uh, pretty massive that, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot when you compare it to like the fifties and sixties where people, you know, it's like, oh man, they had like 50 million people watching or something. Uh, something crazy, but there was also three three channels and no iPhone, no YouTube, no TikTok, no. There was three channels, so you were watching one of the three channels probably. Yes. Um, so yeah, I and I, I love being able to get them out the same night. It's uh, it, it enables me to uh, capture you know a, a captive market and also capture you know some hateful comments from people who are like, "Shut the hell up and let the video play," and I'm like. You're not my audience, but I appreciate you anyway. It's just, you know, it's just a shame that some people feel super entitled to something that they could easily just pay for or watch for free on Hulu or, uh, you know, on ABC's website for that matter, or uh, their cable provider or, you know, all these different ways. But no, 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 no. I should just get out of the way. And, and that's, uh, it's a shame, but I, it's okay. The community's still growing and mm -hmm. I, I'm trying my best to keep it as positive as possible and constructive as uh, constructive, not destructive, constructive as possible. And, uh, and I feel like we're, 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 we're really making some headway and, and maybe at some point I'll be up to almost 200,000 subscribers like you, Philomena. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I think you're doing an amazing job. Like really continue doing it. Like you're really making a way for entrepreneurs as well. And also I feel like when people watch your videos and like hear your feedback as well, they're also bettering their company as well. Absolutely. I've gotten a lot of feedback from people like that. And like, like yourself that, you know, I've taken that feedback and, and implemented it. And that's, you know, I, I stand on 30 years of business experience. Like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's just the way, I mean, it, it's just what I love to do is helping people. And this is the best way that I know how to help people is enable business owners like yourself to like go and get more help, go, you know, hire more people and, yeah. and enable it to just grow from there uh, and then grow how you can help people. So um, again, thank, thank you so much, Philomena. I look forward to getting with you together uh, here in the near future. And uh, I, I, again, if you, uh, Oh, how can everybody get a hoodie? Oh yes. You can go to kinapparel.com. That's K I N A P P A R E L.com. <laughs> I love it. Thank you again to everybody for watching. Uh, I'll see you in one of these next videos over here. You're probably like covering my face at this point or down, down below somewhere. It's somewhere on the screen. Uh, go check out one of those videos. I'll see you in the next video. Take care. Thank you, Thank you so much.